Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire, for Wednesday, January 25th. Uh, I thought I'd be starting with a positive today, guys. Listen, it's hump day. We got a great interview with a former NFL player who was on the Eagles. He feuded with Chip Kelly. I've never heard this story before. I think you'll like it. He was on The Bachelorette. He got injured on The Bachelorette. His name is Clay Harbor, played for the Eagles, so that's mostly why we're having him on. Also, he's just an interesting individual. We'll get to Clay shortly. I don't know where to start with this Lakers game. I honestly found myself angry at the Lakers for the first time probably since, I think when they started 2-10, and 10, is that what it was? First time I was genuinely angry watching the game last night. Folks, this was gutless. Everybody with the exception of LeBron James was a complete no-show. I mean, I know it's January basketball and you're not supposed to freak out and overreact and there's still, what do you got, like almost 30 games left. Jay, relax. This is one of those games. My reactions coming out were like, Darvin Ham, what the hell are you doing? You're just giving up wide open threes? I mean, the Clippers felt like they made 20 threes in the first half. I know it was more like 14 or whatever. But they weren't, I think they made nine threes in the first quarter quarter you can't dig yourself out of a hole like that Lakers gave up 77 points (coughs) I'm dying here 77 points in the first half at home 77 are you kidding me that's gutless they just let the Clippers shoot a bunch of threes I don't want to hear they were contested guys (coughs) I don't want to hear it gutless defense embarrassing and hey let's call a spade a spade You start to get to these playoff games. This was a playoff game. This felt like a playoff game. Russell Westbrook is an abomination. He is not a plus you want on the court. 
25 minutes minus 11. Four of 13 shooting. You can get your shot off around the rim against most teams in this league, but against the playoff teams, the the ones with contenders, I mean, Russ just could do nothing at the rim. The Clippers only blocked eight shots, but it felt like a dozen. <coughs> Robert Covington had three. Kawhi had two. I, I just, this was the kind of game where you watch Russell Westbrook and you're like, all right, let's be realistic. He can help us in a play-in game. He can help us in the regular season, but we get to a playoff series against a good team. Like, we're getting 20 minutes a night. And for what, $46 million? This was one of those losses where Russ got exposed and you're like, all right, let's see what we can get for him. Let's bring in Bogdanovich. Let's bring on Gary Trent. Let's move on from Westbrook. Let's just cut the court. He ain't going to be here next year. We know that. He, I know he finished with 17-5, and five, but if you watch the game, missed a lot of free throws, Clippers gave him any three he wanted, one of four, and he couldn't finish at the rim around a long team. Now, I, I'll get to LeBron in a sec. A word on the Clippers, okay? Are they usually going to make 17 threes? No, of course not. But holy hell, this team looks dangerous. And I know they historically have not been this season because of, you know, Kawhi Leonard showing up every fourth game and Paul George not always being locked in and uh, Reggie Jackson kind of struggling with his role with the John Wall thing. But Terrence Mann looks really friggin' good. Paul George, he raised his game to another level against the Lakers. It looked like he was very locked in. 27. Kawhi, 11 of 16, efficient as hell. 25 and 9, three assists, two steals. Uh, Coming off the bench, Norman Powell. By the way, Norman Powell saw him at the... Uh, Dave Chappelle show in Anaheim. Super friendly guy. I'll tell you this. Nobody, except one other guy and me, noticed Norman Powell in the line. Like he's standing there in line to get food. It's like 25 people deep. He's got our nice Jordans, but he's not standing up straight. So he didn't look like, you know, 6'4 Norman Powell. He's kind of slouched. And it was, it was one of those, like nobody even recognized him. Norman Powell off the bench. Monster against the Lakers. Looked incredible. When Norman Powell, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard were on the floor. It's like, oh my gosh, how do you defend that if you're the Lakers? You just don't. Reggie Jackson was in his bag. Uh, you know, I'll say this about Reggie Jackson. Remember, his career nearly ended a few years back in Detroit. He was so angry at the situation, and he's been rejuvenated with the paper clips. And I know like the football fans who are hearing this are like, wait a second, are you talking about Reggie Jackson in January? I'm just telling you guys, the kid can go. I'm a fan of Reggie Jackson. This was also without John Wall, who they had tried to start for a while. I don't think he's a starter. Bottom line, the Lakers got dusted. And I will quickly wrap up. Patrick Beverly, ship him out of town on the next bus. He was terrible. I know he he showed well against Portland. Portland's a bottom feeder, guys. I don't care that he talked trash and fired up the locker room. That is not going to matter in a first-round series uh, against Denver or Phoenix. It's just not. Like, I get that he's a pest, but I'd rather have an actual effective player. Paul, P- Patrick Beverly, one of eight in 35 minutes. He can't score. He's, a, he's a, such a negative offensively. Schroeder struggled. Thomas Bryan had a solid game. Listen, bottom line, they need AD. Hachimura did not play. Wenlin Gabriel, my guy, 14 minutes. He looked good. And then I don't know what happened in the second half. Did not play for whatever reason. Darvin Ham. Uh, listen, man, I know LeBron left the bench early and people are going to be, oh, that's so disrespectful. LeBron has a right to be pissed off. LeBron, 46 points, career high nine threes. 
LeBron had 46, 8, and 7. Single-handedly brought the Lakers back from, I think they were down 23. And then he basically put on a show in the fourth and cut it to 10. And then, of course, Schroeder had a turnover, Kawhi and one, and then another bucket by Paul George or something, and, and it was over. LeBron was incredible. 45, 46 points in 33 minutes. He is, without question, a four, first or second team All-NBA player. But he's got to be pissed looking at the standings. And the Lakers fall another game back in the West, currently 13th. Not ideal. I was excited for this game. And I, I'm buddies with a Lakers season ticket holder. I go to some games with him, my buddy Jeff. And um, I know he's a faithful listener of the pod, and his son is a huge basketball guy. I, I was texting him, like, how angry I am. Dan, and my buddy Dan, who goes with us to the games, Dan was on the thread. And I'm like, I, I'm pissed. This was a show-me-what-you've-got, Lakers. You've looked good in the last 20 games without AD. I'm impressed. The fight, the tenacity, whether it's against Charlotte or Portland or Dallas, but this was a show-me game against the LA Clippers, and the Lakers basically shit their pants. I'm not even making that up. It was LeBron and then a bunch of dudes who did not look ready for the moment. Extremely disappointing. Lakers have lost 10 straight to the paper clips. Swept this season... Um, two of them by double digits. The, other, the first one was close. I think it was on opening night. Kawhi obviously did not play. But it's just, it's, it's a disappointing result for the Lakers. Yeah, I know you don't want to overreact, but it's tough not to when so much was on the line. So now, tonight, they got a back-to-back against the Spurs. LeBron just played 36 minutes, played his ass off, 46 points, eight boards, seven assists. And you're going to ask him to go back and play those Spurs? Hey, LeBron should say, you know what? You built this team. Tell tell Russ and Dennis Schroeder to go get the win, and the Lakers lose this game. Then it's like you go into the West Coast, uh, the East Coast trip, a big East Coast trip, playing like really really good teams, and all of a sudden it's like ah, jeez, oh, you know. And now you're look like are they going to make the playoffs? I'm still confident they can get in, but you when you miss a window to 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 beat a game a team like the Clippers in a game where you can gain a full game in the standings. And then you got to go play back-to-back. And then an East Coast trip. It's just it's disheartening. You let the Clippers shoot 60% from the field, 50% from three. I mean, what are we doing? Are we playing hard? I don't know. I mean, we know LeBron is. I, I, I just I don't know if everyone else is, guys. I, I, it's it's a, a thoroughly disappointing defeat. And I know, I, I get it, that there was a lot of other results in the NBA the last couple of days. Like, Boston has lost two straight now. What about Boston? Chicago, after that hot streak, they're struggling. Hey, maybe DeRozan and Levine get broken up. Maybe Vucicic is on the uh, on the move. Uh, Cavs lost again. And, um, you know, Dallas lost to Washington. NBA is crazy. I know, I know. But I don't really care about most of those teams. I'm more interested in the Lakers. They're in my backyard. I want to go to playoff games. It's just, it's disheartening. Anyway, let's get to our guest, Clay Harbor, former Philadelphia Eagle, a bachelorette contestant, and all around interesting guy. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a former Eagles tight end, played college football at Missouri State uh, as a fun subplot. He was on The Bachelorette and uh, got injured while playing football on the show. But obviously, <laughs> being with the Eagles is super fascinating given the Eagles are in the NFC title game. Clay Harbor. Clay, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm in Chicago. I mean, it was a great day until you brought up those traumatic memories of my time on The Bachelorette. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the day is the day is probably going to get better after, you know, after that. But uh, it's good, man. Chicago is cold and and snowy right now. But it's a good week because the Eagles are in the NFC Championship game. So so Chicago, Illinois is where you're from, right? From originally, yeah, from Illinois and uh, grew up in the area. And then after every offseason, I'd come back to Chicago because all my family's from here. So Chicago's uh, became home for me. So are you a Bears fan at all or not really? Yeah, I grew up a Bears fan, big Bears fan. That was uh, that was my team growing up. You know, it's funny, all, all these guys, you get drafted these teams and people assume like these are your teams you're a fan of. But what they don't realize is 
<laughs> that growing up and stuff, you were a fan of a different team most of the time. And the Bears were my fan, were my fan base and in, in my family, my friends, everybody, we're all Bears fans. And, and that's what happened. And, uh, you know, I still watch the Bears. I love the Bears. And I'm a, you know, a big Bears guy. I actually do some post-game stuff with the Bears out here. You know, I have a podcast talking Bears. So, yeah, I do a lot of Bears stuff. Interesting. I'm trying to think, like, were, were there any good Bears team? Who was the guy? Dick Jerron? Was he the coach? Were they even good in, like, the late 90s? Was that Cade McNow? Cade McNown? I mean, we had early, you know, 2000s with the Erlacher and Briggs when they were good mm. and Lovey Smith. And, you know, I, I got to play against some of those late teams right there. But, you know, for the most part, they weren't very good. I, I grew up with, like, the Dave Wanstead, Marcus Robinson, mm. Curtis Conway, uh, Bears teams. And obviously I was born in 87. The Bears won that championship in 85, you know, 86 playoffs. So I didn't really get to experience the glory years, but my dad did. So he's the guy who got me started on the Bears, always talking about Walter Payton. He grew up with oh, Gail yes. Sayers, Mike Ditka, you know, all these guys, the 85 Dub Bears, the old school yeah. Dub Bears guys. So that's that's how I got on the Bears. And I, I endured a lot of bad years. And yeah. this year was another bad year. But we did have a bright spot, and that's Justin Fields. And now we all hope in Chicago that he can be the guy. I mean, listen, as a Jets fan, I know what growing up with bad teams is all about. Uh, Jets have been historically <laughs> awful. They had a decent run with Mark Sanchez. Now I work with him at Fox, but I digress. Um, uh, he, you know, obviously we'll get to Eagles, Niners, and, and how great of a game it is. I just, I, I, I don't think people realize how cool your story of getting to the Eagles is. Because as I understand it, you didn't, you know, like coming out of high school, you didn't have any scholarship offers. Is that accurate? Yeah, people always complain, you know, I was a three-star recruit and I should have been a four. I was a two-star and I, you know, I should have been a five. I wasn't even on the site. I was a wow. zero-star recruit. I had one half scholarship offer from Missouri State University, an FCS school, and I took a half scholarship as a wide receiver back then. And I was better at basketball. I was hoping to go play basketball. I got hurt my senior year really early. So I had some D2 offers. And then my brother went to Missouri State the year before on a half scholarship. And he kind of talked mm -hmm. to the coaches and like, hey, my brother, my brother gave him my tape. They ended up offering me a half scholarship offer. But besides that, absolutely nothing on the table. I thought I was just going to go to junior college and be a regular student and you know, luckily I got to Missouri State, was a wide receiver for two years. I redshirted. My redshirt freshman year was a wide receiver. Then my redshirt sophomore year, finally, uh, our two starting tight ends got hurt. I was the biggest wide receiver. They're like, Clay, I, th I think we're going to need you to move to tight end. And oh. I, I thought about transferring. I don't want to play tight end. I want to block people. So I so I moved. ended up moving to tight end. And I'm like, man, this is a lot easier to get open because now you're <laughs> running routes against linebackers and sometimes safeties instead of running routes against quarterbacks. So yeah, that wait, year, were you Clay, year, were you fast as a wide receiver? Because you're pretty, you were what, 6'3", 230 maybe? Yeah, about, at that time I was like 6'3", 220, but I was fast. I was pretty fast. Oh. I ran a four, legit 4'5". Four you know, I could still play a wide receiver. You know, I was a 4'5", and being okay. a 4'5 at tight end against That's linebackers, oh, you're crushing these guys. And I went yeah. myself from not playing as a wide receiver my sophomore year, I was first team all-conference and second team all-American just for moving from wide receiver to tight end. Damn, and that's all only because the two tight ends ahead of on the roster were injured. Got two guys got hurt. They needed Isn't that crazy there. how life works? I mean, you still remember that moment like you oh, It's absolutely. weird. I was I was texting with some friends recently about how uh, I had started a website and then 
it was great. We sold it. And then, you know, a new company takes it over and they were like, we're dumping you. And I was like, crestfallen. And then within yeah. six months, like all these great things happened because I was no longer with the site. <laughs> and I was like, thank you for dumping me. So like, in a way, aren't like, if those guys don't get injured and you're a wide receiver, I mean, I don't want to say you wouldn't have become something, but it was a much easier path at tight end, right? No, you don't have to say it. I'll say it. I definitely wouldn't have become. I wouldn't have got drafted. I mean, a four or five at a, at a wide receiver is, you know, I mean, a dime a dozen. But now you're a tight end running a four or five, and then I gained those thirty pounds. I went from two twenty to two fifty. Kept my weight. Then the NFL Combine ran a four or five. I jumped a forty inch vertical. I jumped a ten foot ten five broad jump. Thirty reps on the bench press. And then they went back and looked at my tape, and I, be- I became a good blocker. My sophomore, junior year, I didn't block nobody. Senior year, I go, hey, I'm going to have right. to get to the NFL. To get to the NFL, you got to block. So I started so blocking wait, hold on, people. hold on, hold on. As a senior, you really thought, okay, I could go to the NFL while you were at Missouri State? Absolutely. Because like That's I said, awesome. I was All-American as a sophomore. Junior year, I came back All-American again, first team all-conference. And now I'm gaining this weight, and I have this speed and athleticism to where I'm more athletic than – I mean, in my opinion, there's nobody more athletic than me at tight end. I, I go, I, I was a point guard in basketball. I was an athletic wide receiver. I could move. I could jump. I could do all that stuff. And then I go to tight end, and I kept all that, but gained the weight, became a weight room guy. Mm. And I can still, like I said, 40-inch vertical at tight end is tough. 30 reps on the bench press. I mean, for being a wide receiver, the next guy I think was like Gronk or Jermaine Gresham with 22 reps. So, I mean, I had really set myself apart in a lot of those drills, went to a couple all-star games, East-West Shrine game, started playing against these guys that had Florida and Alabama on their helmets. And, oh, geez. you know, I was I was murdering them. And I remember thinking, like, wow. Like, I thought there was a part of me that's like, okay, dude, you go to Missouri State. Who knows what's going to be like playing against these guys from Florida and Alabama. That all-star game, which are funny enough, or next weekend, East-West Shrine game, Senior Bowl, or next weekend, I'm going to the Senior Bowl. And I realized that these guys are the same as us. Mm. It doesn't matter where you go to school. What matters is, you know, how how much, how smart you are, how you run your routes, how disciplined you are in your routes, and how you do the things you're supposed to do. It doesn't matter what your pedigree is. What matters is what you do now that you're here. Yeah. Did, at the Combine, did you have, like, did you hang with any of the other tight ends, like Gronk or... Uh, I think Ed Dixon looks like he was in that class. Yeah. Gresham, you're right. Like it was a pretty good tight end class. Yeah, we had Gronk, and crazy enough, the guy that I talked to the most was probably Aaron Hernandez, and not knowing oh. like how you know how crazy of a guy that ended up Holy being because it's in numer- it's in you know alphabetical order. Harbor Hernandez. So you know I was H A, he's H E, so he's behind me one and everything. So talking to him and, you know, getting, you know, and I remember, oh, like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. And it's crazy. <laughs> so many years later, you find out, you know, the story there. But Gronk was cool. Her- Hernandez, uh, Gresham, uh, Jimmy Graham. I mean, there were some cool guys there that uh, that I really got a lot of spend a lot of time so, with. So Aaron, having good careers. Aaron Hernandez at the time struck you as a nice guy. I mean, it's cra- you know, yeah, it's ooh, crazy. That's pretty wild. Is that yeah. the only time you've ever talked to like a, I guess he's dead now. Um, yeah. So, you know, someone like a multiple uh, homicide kind of guy. That I know of, I hope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> holy cow, that's crazy. Yeah, um, wild. So anyways, you go you go through the combine. Were there, any, did you, I mean, did you think fourth round? Like that's not, that's pretty damn good, man. You know, I had heard third. I, you know, I was hoping for third and, 
you know, but I, I dropped to the fourth and I was, uh, I was okay with that. I just wanted to get drafted and get the opportunity to play. And, you know, going to the Philadelphia Eagles, I thought was a, was a really good position. You know, they, have a, they had a young team, Andy Reid's known for throwing the football, smart coach. And, you know, I was excited about it. I wanted to go higher, but, uh, you know, I, I did go fourth round, which is, which is good. And Missouri State hadn't had a draft pick in 15 years when I got drafted. Ooh. They had a few since, but at that point, it was 15 years since a guy got picked from Missouri State. And that guy was a long snapper. So I was happy with uh, with getting drafted. Yeah. So you get to the Eagles. It's Andy Reid. You got Shady McCoy, who, I mean, I think I, f- I find him to be hilarious. I do work with him. I know he's <laughs> yeah. uh, a bit of a character. Um, but, like, it's weird because the Andy Reid arrow is memorable in Philadelphia for what they really didn't accomplish. But, damn, dude, you're you're with Vic there, huh? Yeah, Michael Vick uh, started off with Kevin Cobb and Michael Vick. Then we had a little bit of Nick Foles. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time, man. I mean, the, the the personalities, yeah, Shady McCoy, like you said. You had Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin. We had the year we brought in Vince Young. You oh know, the dream God. team year with Namdi Asamoah, Dominique rogers Camardi. You know, D'Amico Ryan is up for a head coaching job after the season. He's playing well, coaching well with the 49ers right now. I mean, I played with Ernie Sims, uh, Trent Cole, Jason Babbin. I mean, we had a bunch of characters on those teams, man. They're they're good guys, and you know, times I'll never forget. Jeez. Um, and then the you were there for Reed's last year. Was that just kind of an awkward vibe in the building? It was a little bit of an awkward vibe after you know we couldn't win games and people knew what was coming because we had went eleven and five, then we went eight and eight, and then you know okay let's give them this year because we won our last five games that year to go eight and eight. We started off bad, like let's keep this going. They kept the team together, then we went four and twelve, and mm. you know Andy got fired and Chip Kelly came in. I was with the Eagles all that off season. Chip Kelly moved me to linebacker, moved me to wide whoa, receiver. Whoa, 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 hold, up, like, hold up, hold up, hold <laughs> up. Tight end to linebacker. Chip Kelly, man, the guy's a, a genius, right? No, he moved me to linebacker after playing in the league for three years, going on four, my fourth season, moving me to outside linebacker. What, what did you say when he said that? Well, I, I was going to give it a shot, and then I went out, you know, talking to my agent. I found out there was, like, a lot of teams that, that thought of me as a, you know, number two tight end. I go, why am I here trying to play linebacker? So I, a lot, nobody knows this, but I went to his office and asked him to release me. Wouldn't release me and started ask, telling me he doesn't think I can play in this league as a white as a tight end. And then I'm like, you know, I think I can. And he starts going through the teams he doesn't think I can play for. Literally in front of me, like you can't play for this team, you can't play for this team. I think you should try to play linebacker. You're really athletic. You can move. Just don't think tight ends your position. It's a tough spot in this league. End up uh, missing OTAs like on my own, just skipping, and they're calling me. And I'm like, I'm not coming. What are they gonna do? Cut me? Like I want, I release me, please. Trade me, release me. That's what I'm asking for. And then at that point, uh, you know, I finally come back and they say they'll move me back tight end, they move me back to tight end, finish out OTAs, go into the preseason, and from from there, you know, play tight end. We have the the first week of the season, we're playing against the uh the New England Patriots. So I think he's trying to trade me because he went from having me at seventh on the depth chart, like barely touching foot. Like I'm not practicing at all. Remember one time I didn't practice for an hour and a half. I am ice cold go through warmups, the, you know, all the pregame, the pre-practice stuff and don't play at all. Like Clay, you're in last period of practice. I go, coach, I, I'm not going in. Like, no, you're, you're in. I, I said, no, I, I go, coach, you haven't put me in, in an hour and a half. I go, I'm ice cold. If I, if I go in right now, I'm gonna pull my hamstring. So it was some stuff like that oh, going geez. back and forth. 
This Eventually, is on the practice field in front of everyone? I mean, just me, me and my tight end coach at that time, okay. you know, trying to put me in. And uh, eventually, you know, they moved me back to number two against the Patriots. So I think they're trying to trade me, show, you know, like showcase me. You might, you want to, you might want this guy. I have a good game against the Patriots and like a, a half a work. I had like four catches for 90 yards in the preseason wow. game. And, uh, and from there, um, he brings me into his office. Chip Kelly does. He goes, hey, you know, we like what you're doing at tight end. You had those four big catches. You had a really good week of practice that week against New England. I had a really good week of practice. He goes, but like we said, this tight end rooms is is tough. So we're going to move me to wide, move you to wide receiver. So they end up moving me out to wide receiver. So now I'm playing wide receiver with Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Mack, all those guys trying to do what they do as a big, like now I'm back in like college days as a decent wide receiver, you know? And um, so now I was trying to play wide receiver and they end up releasing me end of the season. Now I had lost like 15 pounds because they said they're going to keep me a wide receiver. Now I'm underweight and I get signed by the Jaguars. Funny mm. enough, the Jaguars first game that year, because they were first in the wa- waiver wire is against the Chiefs. And that's where Andy Reid went. First play oh. of the season of Andy Reid's tenure at the Chiefs and mine in the Jaguars, I end up catching a 15-yard pass against my old coach. And I just remember thinking like, wow, life happens fast, man. You know, literally a week ago, I was with the Eagles and this guy, I'm playing against my old coach. And now the first play of the game, I'm catching a 15-yard pass against him. Oh, my gosh. That's wild, dude. Unbelievable yeah. stuff. And then, so you were in Jacksonville for a little while, and then, you know, it petered out. But, I mean, listen, man, that's a that's a crazy story of how you got to the NFL. Now, I'm curious, do you still keep in contact with anyone at the Eagles? Like, are you surprised by how quickly they turn this around? I'm not. Uh, they've always been a pretty good you know, team, even when Doug Peterson was there, they made the playoffs a few times. They won that Super Bowl. Okay, Doug gets fired. They bring in Sirianni. They made the playoffs yeah. last year, only the first round. And they brought in some big pieces. Howie Roseman did a heck of a job getting A.J. Brown and signs Hassan Reddick. What he's done with that offensive line is pretty incredible. You know, drafting Jalen Hurts when you when you had Carson Wentz there was, was something that people criticized. And you look at what happened. I mean, it turned out to be a great move and He's just done a great job there, bringing in the pieces that he's brought in. T.J. Edwards, undrafted free agent. C.J. Gardner-Johnson at safety, bringing in James Bradbury late in the season after the Giants cut him. I mean, he's done some some crazy things, some really good things, and now they're in the position where I think they're, they're going to win a Super Bowl here. I think they can. Obviously, it's tough mm. to say they will, but I think they're in a position where they can. And in my opinion, they're the favorite to to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, Vegas but, has them as the favorite right now. Slight oh, really? Favorite. Yeah. Oh, slight favorite over the uh, Chiefs. Or no, over the Bengals, I'm sorry, because of the uh, Mahomes yeah. injury. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's been impressive, but the the franchise is, is done well. It's a, it's a perennial good franchise, and I think Howie Roseman has done a really good job with the, with the players he's put on there, and obviously Sirianni, he's, he's come back and, and done some really good things coaching that team as well. Yeah, I I was way on the wrong side of that. I was thinking Chip Kelly's the guy. Uh, Howie Roseman doesn't even know football, and and yeah. Roseman has done a phenomenal job here in the last you know what five six seven years to flip it around a Super Bowl win, even after the 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 Peterson uh, Wentz debacle. Um, they they flipped it around, man. Now I do wonder, Clay, yeah. do you think? This is a, a favorable matchup against San Francisco because it, it it just feels like everything the Eagles do defensively, hey, we're not going to give you the big play. We'll give you the five, six, seven, eight yards. We'll just give it to you. We'll get home with the pass rush. 
everything it does well is kind of neutralized by the 49ers, who have a great offensive line. They've got the Yak Kings and Ayuk and Debo and Kittle, and the run game is nasty. So I, I just feel like the Niners kind of match up really well with the Eagles. I, I mean, I see what you're saying, but I don't think Brock Purdy's ready for that defensive line. This defensive line has the most sacks in the league by yeah. 15 sacks. I mean, Hassan Reddick, in my opinion, should be in the conversation for defensive player of the year. They got pressure coming from the interior with Fletcher Cox, J- uh, Javon Hargraves at 10 sacks, Brandon Graham over 10 sacks. I mean, these guys are coming from all over the place. They're, they're blitzing. They, they don't even have to blitz. They're just getting it with their, with their front four. This defensive line, I think Brock Purdy is a young guy, doesn't know what he's in for. And you're right about the, the second level of defense. I love TJ Edwards. I think he does a great job. I think he's going to get paid this year. He's a free agent. You know, I like when they bring in the Kobe Dean, Kaiser Wise as, as a linebacker. has been underrated. But these cornerbacks are locked down cornerbacks. Darius Slane, James Bradbury. You saw what Bradbury did last week. He, he allowed a 0.00, you add on as many zeros as you want, rating against. He didn't give up a catch. He had a yeah, pick, I mean, it's, it's the a PBU. Giants, though. Like, come on. Like, I, I, it, none of their, I mean, you might have started as their number one receiver. You know, Richie James and uh, whoever this Hodgins guy is. Like, I, they don't have good receivers. Hey, they're coming I would agree, off though. a game. They're coming off a game where Daniel Jones had over 300 yards and 76 yards rushing, and they held him to nothing. And obviously, they were playing against the worst defense in the league against the Vikings. But still, they're doing that in the playoffs yeah. against a big team, and, and Philadelphia Eagles showed up. I was at that game. That game's over in the first quarter. That oh, game's yeah. over two possessions in. Nobody thought the Giants had a chance. I mean, that crowd, and they're going into Philly, into the link. You know how crazy that place is going to be? That's I couldn't hear myself wild, yeah. think. Yeah. You know, I'm out there just hanging out, man. These players, Brock Purdy, his first – not his first, but you're going into the Philadelphia, the link. And I know the 49ers, great defense. But you're talking about San Francisco has an offensive line. Who's the one team that's got a better offensive line than the 49ers? The Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. Lane well, I Johnson? do wonder, uh, did you think Trent Williams held up okay against Micah Parsons? I mean, Parsons was kind of okay. on a no part, no? I yeah. thought he, I mean, he had, I thought I think he he had one quarterback. I think he had one quarterback hit in the entire game. Yeah, you um, handled Parsons. Trent Williams, yeah, you I shut just, him down. I, I, I do wonder... You know, this Niners offensive line is very good, and the Kyle Shanahan scheme is not one of these, like, drop back and hold the ball forever. Um, I don't know. What do you make of the Brock Purdy going on the road? Do you think that's just a narrative? Because we've been, you know, a lot of people have been saying, he's going to turn into a pumpkin against Tampa, or it's going to happen against the Raiders. And, <laughs> I've been waiting know, they for just, it. They just keep shredding everyone. I've been waiting for and it, he's not too. always dominant. I mean, he's yeah. not dominant, but he's getting the job done and not making mistakes is kind of the most important, right? He did enough, and like you said, they have a great running game. McCaffrey, they don't they simplify the offense and they do the basic things. I think they ran option with with four different players. It's just a simple concept, but it, you can use it in so many different routes and just a, a concept like that that he's probably good at. And he does a great job, man. I think Purdy's. I was waiting for him, like you said, to turn into that pumpkin. I'm like, this guy can't be that good, Mister Irrelevant, seventh round pick, no way. But he is legit, but he's going up against a good defense. And on the on the flip side of that, Philadelphia doesn't just have a good defense. They have a great offense, a yeah. great offensive line, great receivers. Devontae Smith, underrated, top 10 receiver in my opinion. A.J. Brown, top wait, five. Wait, top 10 in the league, Devontae Smith? Devontae Smith, top 10 in the league. I think he's no. top 10 in yards. Come yes. on. 
I mean, AJ Brown, AJ Brown, I'll give you top five. Um, AJ Brown, I like Brown. Devontae you think Devontae Smith is that good? All right, Dallas I'll Goddard, rattle off top some five names. tight ends. Uh, Goddard, yes, I would agree. Um, all right, uh, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, um, Stefan Diggs. Is he in there? Diggs I mean, or Devontae? I mean, maybe I, Diggs. Um, I CD Lamb, is he in there? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe CD. I'll give you CD. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Devonte Smith is is good. Do you? Yeah, I don't know. That's a he's lot of 10, love. He's right there at ten. Yes. Look at the statistics. Look at what he's able to do. The rating when targeted. Like, oh, I forgot Tyreek Hill. Oh, hold up, hold up. Tyreek Hill, Devonte Adams, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, he's right around um, ten. Terry McLaurin. Well, here's here's the thing. Terry McLaurin. Smith. When they got AJ Brown, Smith was able to be like the number two. Smith is the number one last year. I mean, they couldn't move the ball against Tampa in the playoffs. So it's like Smith is a great two, but I don't think he's really like a, a number one. You got Brown as the one. Oh, my gosh. Smith is going to eat. Yeah, and but like, he was a rookie last year, too. And you can say too, that. Yeah. He had a great year as a rookie. So Devontae yeah. Smith, he's it's like you're wondering how he does it. He's slender, man. He's so skinny, but he's so quick, he and he, he holds on to the ball. I mean, the guy is – he reminded me a little bit of Deshaun, but he's he can he's a little more – uh, versatile, in my opinion, than Deshaun Jackson, but I mean, obviously, both uh, great players. But I'll, I'll so go I'm to the bed and say that. I, I'm assuming, Clay, you're taking the Eagles to beat the Niners. You got a score? Eagles all day. I'm thinking they're they're putting up uh, 24 to 21, close game oh, in the link. Gosh. But I got the Eagles coming on top, Dallas, and I think Dallas Goddard is the best tight end playing in this game. Oh, well, that's a little shade at George Kittle, who has been dominant for the last, <laughs> I don't know, five years, six years. I mean, he's a, I'm, who you got in the other game? Bengals, uh, Chiefs, which is hard because we don't know what's up with Mahomes. I know the Bengals are favored right now, and the money started off on the Chiefs because, you know, it's the Chiefs. But watching that game against Jacksonville, Jacksonville had a chance to win. Uh, yeah. You know, they had an interception right in their lap. Christian Kirk drops the wide open ball. I mean, there's a, a fumble right at the goal line. Jaguars should have been in a position to possibly win this game. Foye Luke and that interception, man, if he catches that, it's a complete different ball game. Obviously, Mahomes was injured. And then Burrow looked good. He looked like the best quarterback in the league that game. Obviously, with Mahomes hobbled, and they look like a, a, a total defense. Their defense looked good, offense looked good, total team. They really beat the Bills. From the start, I mean, Burrow went nine and nine to start the game. They had thirty yeah. first downs. I mean, they got handled. They Incredible. handled the weather. They handled everything. All right, Clay, we could wrap up with a quick question on uh, Bachelorette. And first of all, how, why, why would you go on the show? Um, or maybe you, you didn't have the choice. Uh, you were put up for up to it or something. Um, and then ultimately, like, was it any? Did you enjoy it, or would would you tell people, hey, yeah, that's not bad. I would give it a shot. So they reached out with me, reached out to me through my agent. And at that point, you know, it's, it was, you know, I was finishing up my career, you know, year nine. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I've been getting injured. I don't know how much I got left. And I'd seen some guys like Jesse Palmer had yeah. kind of used that platform to get into some other stuff and like the media or whatnot, or, you know, who knows what's going to come from it. And I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, it's a few week thing. Little I know that I'll re-injure my wrist on the show. But at my at my point, I was like, what's the worst that could happen? This could lead to something cool. And I didn't know it was as big as it was. Like that many people really knew about it. I thought, yeah, it'd be a little under the radar thing. Like, you know, go for a few weeks, see how this thing goes, have fun with it. If you meet someone, fine, you know, single guy, whatever. And um, 
went on there, ended up getting injured, you know, which in hindsight, if I would have known that, would I have went on the show? Absolutely not. I wouldn't have known that I would have, you know, got injured. Definitely wouldn't have done it. Um, Do you think they asked you to play football with the guys because you were a football player? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They you thought know, maybe you bear, could destroy yeah. some of these nerdy little yes. shrimpy dudes. Yeah, the male Damn. models and the dictionary salesmen and stuff. That's what they wanted me to do, to go in there and, you know, make these guys look bad. And so basically you what? You stiff arm the guy and bust your wrist up? Stiff arm the guy and busted up my wrist. That was uh, healing from a surgery that I had when I was on the Saints. And wow. uh, yeah, that was all she wrote. I'm like, man, this thing's this thing's freaking broken. Did did you did you get him in like the chest or like the face or what? It was like a chest. Yeah, he's like running at me. Oh. I just stiff armed him in the chest, <laughs> just full speed. Like one did of those he go old... down? Was he injured? No, I just scored a touchdown. Yeah, you know, I just <laughs> stiff armed stiff armed him to the ground, man. Yeah, he scored a touchdown, but you oh. know. He didn't get hurt or anything. Was the chick impressed? Oh, yeah. She was impressed. She gave me the rose. If you know what the, about the bachelorette works, she gives you a rose. So she gave me the rose. She, li- she liked what she saw when I was doing my thing, scoring the touchdowns, deforming the guys. So at least I got that out of it. I like it. I like it. Clay. Good stuff. All right, Clay Harbor, uh, former TV Bachelorette contestant, also played in the NFL for nine years. Uh, Clay, congrats on an awesome career. Great story. And, uh, you know, good luck in all future endeavors, media and otherwise. Yeah, appreciate you, Jason. Appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 